Hey everyone, we're here with an extra special episode all about something that is not X-Factor related, but still X-Men related. Yes. And we have a very special guest here. We have Michelle Waffalotero. Hi. Hi, y'all. And we asked you here because we, you and I, connected about Gen X. I want to say like two years ago at this point, like Mm -hmm. it was a while ago. Um, when I first started reading it and I was talking about it and you're like, holy shit, I love that too. So um, then I had some extra issues and you had a friend who wanted to read it. So I'm like, I will ship them to them. Like, yeah, we need to spread the spread the Gen X love. Yes. And that's what we're doing today. So Philip, you are the one who most recently read everything. Yeah, I finished my binge of it. Uh, a month ago maybe I still have a few like one-off special things like I still need to go through the Gen X plus Spider-Man one and like okay. two others yeah there's the minus one issue yeah. probably the um, flashback issue yeah and then there's the the Gen X Gen 13 the crossover Ooh, Ooh. I don't even have that I Ooh, you just gave me something I need to track down. Now. Oh, well, there's multiple covers. There's a 3D version and a non-3D version. And there is also a Wizard World special, like of course. variant. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because... I have every single Gen X issue from volume one, including the coloring book. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. That's, that's how diehard I am. That's so cool. Um, so I know what uh, Philip, you have some uh, questions to throw out to us to talk about it, but Michelle, we want to hear from you as well. If there's anything that sticks out while we're chatting, definitely <laughs> make us stop and talk about it because okay. this is all about all three of us having fun and talking about something we really love. Best series ever, I feel. <laughs> when did you first start reading it? I read it, I think it was like 94, 95. So I was just coming off of the Age of Apocalypse run and Jubilee had decided to leave the team. Oh. So I was kind of following her journey and I saw these advertisements for Generation X. And I had a friend who whose dad worked at a military base and so she could get comics for really cheap. And she got me one of them. I want to say it was issue number one. Oh. Like the shiny, like, foil. Yes, the shiny foil. Oh, (laughs) 90s goodness. And, yeah, that was my introduction. I liked this cast because they were younger. And I think I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade. So I felt like I could relate to their, like, struggles more so than adult X-Men. Yeah, yeah that makes total sense. I was wondering about that. Like, if you had read it at closer to the time when it was coming out, or like ages matched up and what impact that had. That's awesome. And it's great that you followed Jubilee because she really was like that second generation youth star of mm-hmm. the X Men. Like, um, the 80s, early 80s had Shadowcat, Kitty Pride was sort of that figure for younger readers to gravitate towards. And then we got Jubilee near the end of the 80s so it's it's someone we could relate to in terms of mall culture and just the sass (laughs) yeah yeah and her always saying things like when I was on the x-men I was about to say like so 
are you with Jubilee whenever she'd say that? Or were you with the rest of the team when they were like, oh, Jubilee, not again? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like she had her, her street cred, you know, she was with the X-Men. It's not like she got demoted or anything. She was just like, I need a break from all of that adult drama. And I think I should go be with people who are like my age. And she's the seasoned one. So mm -hmm, when I started yeah. reading it, I thought she might be the leader because she does have great leadership skills. But um, it was it was interesting, even though she had the most experience, she wasn't really like pitched as the leader for this team. Mm -hmm. I feel like she sort of grew into that organically, though, like with the Madripoor stuff, like yeah, later on, later on, I feel like she did step up. And then in volume two, you know, she's not she's kind of a leader. She's more of like a teacher mentor role. So I think that was a better spot for Jubilee. OK, Wait, have I read she's into or volume two? No. Oh, oh, that's a whole new world. Yeah. A whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I started reading it, I really expected the traditional team dynamic too, where you're looking for a leader and different support characters. And it's really not. Like, it is a true team book where the team itself in world sort of operates amongst one another and one person can go off and do something. Um, and the series itself was written where it would have a different focus, where you would get a focus on Chamber for a couple issues, and then you would move on. And then it kept you reading because you wanted to go back to your favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Was there anyone that you felt needed more spotlight time? Like, there weren't enough like in Star Trek, like there's never enough Troy episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is there anyone that you're like, there weren't enough sink or skin issues or, um, or you thought it was well-rounded? It, it was fairly well-rounded. I will say that I don't think we got like a full story with Mondo. Yeah. It, oh, it was... Yeah. It was very much like we were presented with two different versions of him. And I still don't know. I still don't really know what happened there. Yeah, they turned him quick. It was, hey, here's Mondo. He's cool. Oh, he's evil. Oh, he's gone. And then, oh, was he's he, back. Or yeah. Was, or was he Black Tom? Like, was there a separate entity? Or I thought he was just like taken over by Black Tom. Yeah, masquerading as Mondo. I'm not sure. That's that's why it's not very clear. They didn't divulge as to what happened because he was presented as this very sweet, very nice. Um, I believe he was Hawaiian gentleman. Like yes, he, he was one with the earth. Yeah. And then we get these like cut scenes to him and um, Cordelia Frost. I had to think what sister it was for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no sisters. Yeah. And I was like, what? I had no idea who Cordelia Frost was when I was reading these. Because, uh, you know, I I didn't read the other issues. Yeah. Like, well, who is she? And then I just recognized the Frost name. And then they kind of alluded to her being related to Emma. And I'm like, what kind of stuff? What are they trying to weave here? What story is it? And I think there were some good setups for that. And I don't know what happened. I don't know where the story was supposed to go, but I don't think it landed where 
whoever started it expected it to. Yeah. And speaking of that, this series was similar in my mind to West Coast Avengers, which I don't know if either of you have read that entire run, um, where it really falls off. There's a period in the later issues where it is just, it goes steeply downhill. And then right near the end, it's like, oh no, we're doing something entirely different. And they pumped a lot of really great storytelling into it. And then like two issues later, it's done. Like, canceled. book is canceled. Yeah, yeah. It got but really weird towards the end. It did. I was like, I was not, I actually stopped reading it. Uh, there was a certain point where I was like, I don't want to read this anymore. And I only went back to it because I wanted to complete the collection that I yeah. had. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it actually kind of like the ending of it. The ending is good. Like, it, it's, it's there's a there's a rough period. It, it's yeah. just unfortunate because you're like Banshee, a what a hunk, but also like, oh dear, and then Emma like going, and Adrian that whole interaction, and it seemed like Emma turned very inward, and icy, mm. and not like wasn't as in tune with her students as she was before. Was, I sort of liked how Chamber went off to be an X-Man and the others were like, I think I'm done here. Like I've done my growth. I've done my learning. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. So Monet tells everyone to call her, but doesn't I, leave her number. Yeah. <laughs> no. Call me, but don't call me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you don't have my number. Ta. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I, so yeah, so originally I had gone back to re read Gen X because I wanted to know more about Monet. And it's still, oh, <laughs> I still don't oh. know. Like, there's still a gap, I think, for after Generation X and before X Factor investigations. Um, Which but it was interesting. Like, the twins impersonated her for so long. And then when they switched, and then she was like, so aloof and snobby to the other students but then would be so nice to penance to her sisters to be like i know what you were what it was like in that body i thought that was really nice yeah i don't know if monet was used much in between at all um it's one of those things where peter david will dig up a character and resuscitate her but like she but i don't i don't know where the transition happened where she can transform into penance oh yeah, that was, that always, like, stumped me, too. I'm all, but wait a minute. Penance was a separate entity. Yes. And then, like, her sisters were free from Penance. Yep. So then they became Monet and then Claudia and Yvette, I think. Mm -hmm. And then Penance was her own person. So when. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, they presented this idea that Monet could shift into her Penance form. I was like, what? That's not how it, it went down last time we saw Penance. Right. And it's, and now where we sit is her, when she gets really angry, that's when she goes into Penance form in current comics continuity. And we just saw like two days ago during that Marvel Unlimited stream that Penance is going to be a member of the Uncanny Avengers. Oh, good for her. Yeah. So, um, it's all mutants and Captain America I, <laughs> making up the Unity Squad. I mean, they sort of need it because I feel like Avengers have been absent for a lot of major X events. 
that are like world ending or like mutant ending. Yeah, the Avengers, as they are currently written, I mean, I love the Avengers. They were my first comics love and um, I stopped reading it. So I think we all reached that point in some series, just like you talked about, Michelle, where we're like, you know, this isn't for me anymore. Yeah. And that point was like a year and a half ago for me with the Avengers, Mm -hmm. but they're getting a new writer. So sometimes that is a way to bring fans back in. And I'm going to give Avengers another chance. Um, but they've been off in their own world. They went to like a million BC to meet the Avengers in like the prehistoric era. It's very like is one of them a dinosaur? It's like the it's the ancient versions. So like there's an old Iron Man, except they didn't have iron, so it's like Oh, like the characters in the Lego game. Like Captain Assyria instead of Captain. Yes. So yes. it's like their counterparts way back in time. So there's like no Captain America. It's probably like Captain Pangea or something. I mean, they still missed a dinosaur opportunity. So yeah, that's silly. <laughs> um, so on your shirt, you've got Chamber and Husk, right? I do. This is my ultimate ship. Like, yeah, I will yeah. die for these two. Right. Well, how excited were you when they were in Legion of X? Like they got some panels together again. I didn't read Legion of X. Or what's the version now? Did I, did I mistitle no. it? No, it's it's that. Oh, they had panels together and I was excited because I was still reading it and they were oh. still in their when I was reading it in Generation X, they were in their will they won't they phase. Oh my gosh, I love that phase. That phase and, was so good. And everyone sort of shift or paired off in some way, like Sync and Jubilee at one point. And then like when Monet and Skin walked in to the ball, that was, I love that moment. Skin was so into it. Oh, that's cute. And I think they really haven't used those characters. They threw them in a couple panels. Yeah. In Baron Husk. Yeah, like they tossed them in there, but it was so out of the blue and it was more of a cameo appearance. So uh, it's teasing us, I feel. So uh, how do you feel about the characters since Generation X? Like, do you like their appearances? Have they been used well, in your opinion, or not? I think the three best that stand out for me is... Monet is number one. I feel like she got a huge like boost when she went to. I think it was. I don't know if it was. Oh, she had like an investigation. Yeah, that's with X Factor with us. So yeah, we yeah. enjoy her on a weekly basis. I know she's. I think on X Factor she had all of these great moments, and I love that for her. I feel like she was the standout like Generation Xer that got. Like the best boost. Chamber kind of went on a journey. He was with like X-Men and then he was with Runaways for like a hot second. And I think he was on New Mutants. And I think he's still trying to find himself. Like he's still our sad emo boy. And, you know, I, I think with like the resurrection protocols, I'm like, why can't we get this situation like adjusted? Not fixed, but maybe like adjusted so he can like have a normal yeah. you know life because that's what he's always wanted he and then a jaw and he could eat 
yeah you know he could like kiss all the girls he wanted yeah <laughs> and all the girls who are super into him because that i remember that being a thing oh my like, god oh, he's so cute oh he's so mysterious oh, he's so dark and mysterious oh he's <laughs> god i just want to make him happy <laughs> <laughs> can i be the girl that makes him happy <laughs> Yes, I had I had that moment of can I be the boy to make him happy too? So yeah. <laughs> we're all in that boat together. We all love him. Um, and then I think Sink got like, you know, when he died, I was devastated. Like yeah. that hurt a lot. Like a lot. I remember that cover and the cover alluded to like something else. I thought, like, oh my gosh, this is a love triangle. Like Jubilee's sad, like. Monet is sad something's wrong with sync like did something happen between the three of them only to find out spoilers you know he dies in that and I think that's a pivotal moment for the whole team like I feel like after that like the team dynamic just changes it totally shifts and then when he's brought back um you know in Krakoan times you know he's he's so great I feel like it was weird that he didn't like pick up his relationship with Monet again because when he died they were in a relationship and he comes back and he's just like ah oh, you know like Hello. what's up Laura <laughs> yeah <laughs> like let's get locked away for a while I do love that though like oh, I yeah like at first I was like what but then I get it I get that you spend all this time with one person and you just you share so much with them your connection is just it's so deep and mm-hmm. I love that for both of them yeah the, and they got to pick back up on it like that made yeah. me happy like that whole panel where she's leaping into his arms oh. yeah I'm uh, really glad with how they are writing sync right now like that's it's wonderful they're adding more to his power set mm-hmm. and evolving it so like now any mutant he has ever come into contact with and use those powers he can use but if they're far away it comes at the expense of him aging so like that's a fun twist like he's he's very powerful but he's not all powerful there is a weakness built in to him really flexing those muscles i didn't know that part i knew he was aging i thought it was from something else i didn't know it's because of his power set. yes they explained that only like two weeks ago or something like okay. it was very recent where it was explained by i think laura um dr reyes oh when she's like we have to talk about your powers because like this is beyond way beyond where you were before and then she realized like oh this is coming out of cost and he had a growing beard and i think he just fermented it or something <laughs> <laughs> he got yeah, a little poem out with the guy to, to right. make a blend <laughs> um and yeah, it was it was so interesting because he, I feel, is sort of that character who's the glue for the team. Like you've got Jubilee with all the experience. You've got Chamber as the emo sad boy. You've got Husk as the star pupil. And you've got Sync that sort of helps make everyone work. And He I literally feel, syncs everyone together. Like Yes, literally like, and metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. And I think he sort of stepped into that role in the Krakoan era too. So I thought that that sense of continuity for his personality mm-hmm. and like his role in the books, that was super neat. Yeah. I want to address the other person on your shirt though, Husk. Oh, Husk. What 
where is she? And what has she I been not, doing? I did not like her journey. I'm going to be honest. Like, Husk is my girl. I love her. But the choices that were made with her character were so weird. Like, putting her on the X-Men and having her have a relationship with Archangel, who is also, like, Monet's co-worker. I, I feel like that's so mm-hmm. weird. Was that the floating sex? That That is the infamous flying sex. Yeah, yes. that was not necessary. I mean, was it hot? Sure. Was it hot? <laughs> <awkward>? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't like that. And then she went on this kind of like sad journey where she was in a relationship with Toad. Not that that was sad, but she just felt, I think, ugly or something like inside. And that was kind of reflected on her outside as well. And I think she just like there was there was some kind of like there was some kind of like mental thing that was happening with her. And I just I don't know if that was the right path they should have like taken for that particular character because she's pretty strong. Like she's she's wanted to be an X-Men her entire life. Like that's all she's ever wanted was to have some kind of mutant power so that she could be an X-Men. So to take her from being like, I want to do my very best to like, I'm a garbage person felt weird. Felt weird for me. Yo, that is a weird transition. Like yeah. I I can see it if it's done right. And then like have that character make that ascent again afterwards to be like, yeah, I was motivated. I went through this phase and like, now I'm back at it. I'm doing all the extra credit that I can again and like I'm going to make it and like that hopeful I'm going to reach my dream sort of thing but yeah yeah, if otherwise like if it's a weird a weird descent and then like it's like (laughs) what do you do from here like that up swoop isn't necessarily yeah seamless and I think that's the danger sometimes in team books where um you either have a writer who can't write a full team because it's hard you have to service so many characters and some writers are much better suited to single character books but sometimes their assignment is this team book or you switch writers so there may have been a redemptive arc planned but the writer switched and they're like oh well i'm not interested in husk so you know she's off the team now like i'm i'm writing like three panels and she's gone, so I don't even have to deal with that because I'm not interested. Yeah. I think she was, like, written off. She's kind of been written off for a while. She had a brief comeback in Volume 2 where she's a teacher, or I believe. Like, Jubilee was like, hey, girl, come back. Like, I'm, oh. I'm getting the squad back together. Come teach with me. And she's oh, there for, like, a hot second, and then she's gone again. Mm. So mm. it's... It's like they I don't think they know where to put her. That would have been I could see her excelling at, at that role. Yeah, she was great for the few like moments we had with her, but I don't I like it felt weird because I don't think things were really um like I don't know, they things just weren't there were questions that weren't answered. Like how okay, how did she get here? Like, yeah, what was yeah. she doing in between, you know, her dark times and now she's like happy again? I feel like what does she go to like a treatment center? 
and was yeah. like five years you know like where was she what was she doing i have a like there's a whole guthrie brood like there's just so many of them a lot of guthries <laughs> What's that? there's a lot of guthries there are i kind of want would have liked to see her as like not the matriarch because they always talk about their mom being so great yeah. um but some sort of like leader of the mutant version of the Guthrie's of like holding them all together, like Melody with her depowering and resurrection. And I've only read like the synopsis of Icarus and he went through a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, he, did. he got hunted by Craven, um, who is a dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like holding them together as like the part of the royal family of mutantdom. Yeah, I could see her like being an awesome matriarch that way the guthrie is it i think overall have been underserved by the Krakoan age um even cannonball cannonball has some really fun moments isn't he a house he's house husband with Deathbird. yes or he's house husband with um oh my gosh what's her name she's in the imperial she's an imperial guard like a high ranking one yes so he's like the stay-at-home dad now yeah i feel like there's a lot of purple in her yeah like i feel like husk has a lot of leadership potential that could be tapped into yeah it'd be fun to even get a marvel unlimited series about her like oh yeah weave it into like x-men unlimited and give us just a series of stories about what's going on with them so there's a free idea for any writers listening to this podcast you're welcome. <laughs> you have three people. Who would read that? Yeah, three people. That's pretty good. It is. Um, so the action figures. There was a whole line of Gen X action figures. And oh, yeah. um, I found most of them secondhand in the past couple years. I mean, there's a local toy store here that was like clearancing them out for five bucks. New in oh, the package. deal. Deal. Yeah. Um, and I got one of them, and Philip's like, after you finish the series, you're like, wait a minute, I don't remember Mero being there. I'm like, well, she wasn't. It was just a way they, to get a Mero action figure. Yeah, they were like, let's just throw in some random characters. Because the first wave I felt like was solid, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, the second wave is going to be even better. We're going to get, like, the rest of the characters. And when we didn't, I was like, what? Yeah, it was weird. Like, there was no husk. Like, there was a prototype, but... Oh, in either wave, there's no husk? No. No husk. She's so central. Yeah. Right? But we got marrow. We got marrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the same. I know. I know. At least they didn't, they didn't do them with the masks, at least. Like, yeah. I thought those That's uniforms, true. like, it's a uniform change, and I thought they looked the same, except that they all had little masks. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I love that chamber action figure with the sparking. I mean, handed to Toy Biz in the 90s. Like, they could never afford to do something like that in an action figure anymore. I saw a toy designer talking about some other feature, like an action feature, like we always had growing up, where you'd, yeah. like, push the like button, and, like, or... the, like the hand chops or something. The Nightcrawler with the flaming sword that I, we found not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it, the whole light up, like, accessories yeah yeah like i have the gambit with the light of cards um but 
it was so fun to be able to get some of these characters. We got Penance. Um, we didn't get a Monet, but we got a Penance, which is fine because she's her own person. Yeah, yeah, she's her own person. And we got a Monet now. I got know. How Monet. excited are the two of you that we're getting Generation X Marvel Legends? I, like, I died. I mean, I, I... I had a wish list. I was like, can we please get a, a mo or a chamber and a husk two pack? Like I need a lover's two pack. Yeah. But we, but we got chamber and Monet and I'm like, you know what? That's okay too. I'm good with that. I'm I mean, I, I love the X Factor look for Monet with the purple and like the little a cape. cape. Yeah. I thought the half circle cape looked so good with her, but um, getting her in general was amazing. Yes. And I think this is Hasbro's way of starting that team. We know that they love to produce teams. Um, I know that people listening can't see behind you, Michelle, but you have Marvel Legends lining multiple walls um, you. and your restraint in not opening them is admirable. Oh, thank you. Um, I know that sometimes there's this weird thing where it's like inbox collectors versus loose collectors. And like there's tension? And, like people are judgy. And it's like, whatever brings someone joy, who uh, cares? Because if I, I have open one, one, I just get two. See? Get two. There you go. You're supporting the economy. I know. I know. I also support like secondhand resellers. Yes. <laughs> Um, that same toy store will have tons of legends like in baggies on pegs. So you can buy them loose a lot of times less than retail because if you don't want the Build-A-Figure part. Yeah, no, like sometimes I'm like, the Build-A-Figure is not cute. Like, ew. Or yeah. I just want one figure. And if it's like in a three pack or like a five pack or something, I'm like, how can I just get that one figure? So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay a little bit more, but not as much for the pack to get that yes thing. absolutely like yeah and it, that's how i've gotten a bunch of random ice mans for my collection of ice mans yeah. oh yeah. no ice man on the shirt ice man yes i love and, it and a couple of hercules yeah one of them i think was a in a baggie yep um i'm so i've got like a mantle thing that my great grandpa made and like a gramophone case from forever ago so i've got all my queer boys on the gramophone and i've got like a whole spread of people on the mantle yeah so, and, I'm, a, so I'm, I'm an opener but i also respect the the boxer yeah and there are some i keep so i'm i'm the reverse of you if i really like a character sometimes i'll buy a second one to keep in the package nice. so there are some figures like i have a black knight and a hercules where they're still in the package so um I think we're going to start seeing more of the team produced as we go on. Uh, an easy one that I'm sure is going to be one of the next ones is Jubilee. They don't really yeah. have to do something. Yeah, they could definitely like repurpose parts of her like vampire build-a-figure and her classic like 90s. Like they could definitely merge those two. And then even they have the mold now from uh, Monet. So they can definitely... Oh, it's oh, so yeah. easy. Like they can yeah. produce... And the female characters basically what give us a three pack like you're doing with those i'll take a three pack yeah i'm looking, like i i thought that would be what they would do yeah because that's like. what they like they yeah. or a five pack i some of my money is still betting on a five pack to round out the team um like they did alpha flight so Ooh. they had 
um, guardian as a single carded figure in a wave. And then they're like, and the rest in a five pack. So I can see them doing that for like an Amazon exclusive or re online retailer exclusive. Yeah, I would buy that. Someone had a post recently about like, we're one figure away from completing this team. We're two figures away from completing this team. I think that was Flinkman. Yes. Um, yeah. Like we need a feral, I think, to complete X Force, like yep. nine X Force, and then I'm trying to think of any other teams that are really close. Like give us a give us a husk in that format. Like uh, I mean, you could buy like a Sharon Carter or a um, Mighty Thor, like Natalie Portman oh. figure, and take that head. And put it on the Monet body. You might just have to paint the neck part. Mm. Oh. But everything else, like, could work. Like that's that's what I'm gonna do once yeah. once some of those figures get a little cheaper. Like I know I can find some of those cheaper later on. Oh, absolutely. The the slashes that they're doing to all of the action figures. You wait six months and you can get it on clearance on like um, GameStop. Or... Yeah, under ten dollars. Yeah. I bought an entire second wave of eternals figures to open they cost me less than two dollars a piece nice at the disney store yeah yeah i know i was such a sucker i bought that entire wave at retail and i i did too only because i went to the premiere and i got a few of them signed yeah which nice. you need them at that point like you're gonna yeah. have to sell out retail yeah you have them for the premiere mm -hmm. that's the only time i pay retail is if i I'm going to a premiere and I want a figure signed or if I know the figure is going to be hot and I'm not going to be able to find it. Fair. Yeah. That's so cool as you go to all those premieres and everything. I love following your Instagram on like meeting all the people and like being in full cosplay um, at the actual movie is super cool. Yeah. Except when you have to sit down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our friends who do like the armor builds, those those seats are tiny so you see everybody in the theater they're like ripping stuff off and like it's just like a pile of mess in front of them and then they sit down they're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and some of them i mean depending on the cosplay you can get really toasty out there yes you can you i the thor love and thunder premiere it was like 98 degrees we were all dying like and the sun was like directly oh. on our face the whole time um, we had some people who kind of like they got a little woozy close to passing out because they were in um, like full gear like they had like the Thor helmets um, oh. they had like, and we like, get hot too. nightcap so you know to do yep. like nebula and stuff so they were in a lot of makeup they were in a lot of armor pieces um, I wore as little as possible because I knew it was going to be hot Smart. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about the Generation X TV movie with Flink, and I don't know if we've talked about it with you. No, I don't think we have. Have you seen it? Do you have feelings? I, about I'm it? sure you saw it. I saw it when it premiered. Like I stayed up late to watch it, and I was so excited, like to see it. Like I saw the promotions all week. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be so awesome. I can't believe they're making like my favorite comic book series into a TV series, and then they just showed one episode, and that was it. Like. Oh, they yeah. pitched it as a series, and then they showed one episode, and I'm like, "What? Where's the rest?" Yeah, like oh. it was their 
basically this movie was a backdoor pilot being like if this is successful then they're going to finance a whole season of it which is so sad because at your age you were reading the comics this was your team they were trying to appeal to your demographic specifically like this is your x-men team hey when you're a bit younger you love the animated series so here's a live action series you're growing up with the x-men and then come to fruition so when was the last time you watched the generation x movie it was recently because i was raving about it to my husband i'm like oh my gosh like this was so cool when it came out like oh you gotta see it it's just so good and then we watched it and i was like oh man this did not age (laughs) all and I'd seen it too because I bought a bootleg DVD of it. That's how much, that's like how hardcore Generation X fan I am. Bought a bootleg DVD on eBay. And even when I watched it then, uh, I still liked it. I you know, I think I was in like high school or like maybe like early 2000s, something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is still okay. And now I think the MCU has really spoiled that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I I love it for its camp factor. It is so campy now. Yeah, it is. And it's it's and the quality of actors that they got for this, so good. Even though they they change Husk and um Chambers powers, because I get it, that's a lot to yeah. a budget they didn't have. Um I I still liked it. Still liked it. I feel like they could do redo it now, like give them but the way that visual effects are now. I I would love to see it come back, like bring back this cast, these cast of characters. I would maybe love it. with a little bit better wig for Emma. But wig technology has also come a long way. Yeah, it has. It has. I mean, for what they were working with, it wasn't terrible. Like no. as cosplayers, we've all been there. We've all used the Amazon, like didn't cut the bangs like just put it on like that's that's how it is kind of a thing no wig styling i mean our our first cosplay is going to be at the uncanny experience where we can see you in person oh my god i'm so excited that you're both gonna be there (laughs) yeah i have to i have to figure out or collectively we'll figure out how to um get the mask off of that ice band costume because it came with one accidentally it it was you know a spandex suit order Okay. And for some reason, they gave it a Spider-Man head. It has a Spider-Man head on an Iceman pattern, and it was there is no hood called for in the pattern. No. Yeah, sometimes they get wild <laughs> when they create those, where you're just like, "What happened here?" Like little, this was not in the notes. <laughs> a little bit of touching up will be necessary. So yes, it'll be good. Okay. I have some sewing skills, so we're gonna. It'll be fine. I'm doing the lazy cosplay of Madrox. So I can do like the t-shirt. Oh, perfect. You know what? Comfort is key. Like, I'm not going to lie. You have to have like a comfort cosplay to like mirror the very like uncomfortable, like extravagant ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just straight up wear sweats. Like, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It works. Yeah. So as we're closing out, any last thoughts on Generation X? Um, if I was going to make a 
Well, I want to hear what plug you would have. Like, well, how would you describe it to get people to go back and read it now? Like, I feel like it's a much like it's an updated version of New Mutants. So if you like like the whole New Mutants vibe where you get fresh takes on characters with unique situations, I think Generation X is for you. It's also like a female led team and it's the most diverse like cast of characters I've seen on an ensemble. That is a good point. Yeah, it's it was ahead of its time, I feel very pioneering. Yeah. I I love Emma Frost. So for folks who want to go back and um get some more Emma time and Monet, like this series is for you. It's very accessible. And like I sort of wish young younger Philip had been in a place to read comic books and and picked it up but it's still good backstory it's good context um i do sort of like i loved exterminators and i kind of wish that monet or husk made an appearance with them yeah like i get that all the gays love dazzler and she's awesome and laura and boom boom and jubilee but also like jubilee has more friends that she could have tapped into to be like Help us kick some vampire ass. And I feel like Monet and Husk would have been on board. They would have. We could have had a nice, like, well-rounded, more diverse um, set of ladies. I love strong ladies. Yeah. So. And uh, Exterminators is coming back. Ooh. In some way, shape, or form. They left that door open at the end of the mini series. Okay. So, like, it's still there. There was a Marvel Unlimited issue, like... A week or two after it ended oh so i think the door's open and i hope that they take some of the feedback seriously because by and large everyone loved exterminators i mean that was the number one issue whenever it was that week i read that one first yeah. um uh, i love generation x because of the drama so if you think about when it was coming out, it was the time of Melrose Place and 90210. And this was Marvel's response to that, that this was our teen drama. And it was drama too. You get yeah. a lot of good storylines that are relationship driven, but also sort of personality driven, that it is personal to one person. Mm -hmm. um, I... where, like, um, you get Monet and dig into everything about her. Like we barely scratched the surface. Like yeah. she's got some like crazy past. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the, the issue where she's fighting Jubilee, like, and all the path, path, paths are going off. And I was like, is that all you got? But the fact that like their relationship of frenemies, like culminating in that full personality clash. And then at the end, they're sort of like, more respectful but even though Monet is still like call me no one has my <laughs> number me. okay bye <laughs> like I thought that was a that was really great too yeah I a big uh, moment for Monet yeah I can't really recommend the series enough it's it's a bingeable read it is a quick read once you get into it like you just keep going mm -hmm. and um it's something that you remember too often right now we are getting treated to mini series that are five issues long that don't give room for a whole lot of development and ultimately 
I don't know if anyone is going to be talking about some of them in 30 years. They're not. Like, like the arcs we're getting now are, I think because I've read Generation X, I'm spoiled because the arcs in Generation X are so good. Mm-hmm. Like even if there's only a two issue arc, it still has more like depth and heart and soul than some of these like five issue miniseries that we're getting now. Like I remember like the Cassidy Keep one, like that one was so good. Like, oh. and then the one where they save that girl Gaia, who then like joins the team and then bounces real quick. She's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> and the skin's background. I thought that whole trip, especially yeah. like the buddy adventure with him and Chamber was super fun. Yeah. The boys, the boys day out. Yeah. So cute. With a random appearance by Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> so they could throw in random cameos and it made sense. Like it worked. It Mm -hmm. did. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking time in a busy con prep season to join us to just fan out about Generation X. Where can people find you and what do you have upcoming? Oh, gosh. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Wapolo. And I have a joint account with my husband where we chronicle our comic book and toy hunting adventures and that is at adventures.in.geekdom my upcoming events are WonderCon. like i'm con crunching hard for that got a hellfire gala walk i've got an x-men sailor moon crossover group that i'm a part of and then just justin my husband has a panel that he's doing on sunday uh asian representation in comics and media We've got some stellar guests for that. We'll be live streaming it on his Instagram account if anybody wants to watch. Oh, fantastic. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I always try to like live stream it for people who can't be there. Yeah, accessibility is so big mm-hmm. when it comes to fandom. Um, yeah. yeah, Because you, uh, you have fans all over the world, but then you don't want to exclude anyone on the basis of their income or anything like that. So that's yeah. so great that you're doing that. Or COVID awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Hellfire Gala Walk is going to, there's talks. Okay. I think we're going to stream it live via Shortbox. Oh, cool. I think Shortbox is going to stream it live for everybody who can't be there to see it. Fantastic. And we look forward to your looks and all your coverage from these upcoming cons because I live vicariously through you when it comes to cons. It's looks, L-E-W-K-S. Yes, it is. (laughs) Looks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then we, uh, I'm not going to say what our next episode together will be because we're working on it, but it will be coming this summer. So it's something that we laid the groundwork for this months ago, and it is still months in our future, and it is going to be a blast. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us. Everyone, go follow Michelle. And go follow Michelle and Justin on their joint account. I love seeing what you find and pick up. Um, So much fun because the joy is in the hunt. 
yeah we're always on the hunt even in cosplay I'm like I gotta find stuff people are like can I take your picture and I'm like bent over in a short <laughs> box and I'm like I'm, I'm just and you're, one second, one second. <laughs> you're like yes I will turn around but I have to keep my arm behind me to keep my place in this short box yes. or like guys will try and come over like they see me like looking through stuff and I'm pulling out the good stuff I also like look at people when they're searching too and I'll just be like oh man that's a good one that's a good pull because we all like we all watch each other you, we do what someone scoped um uh, something I was pulling but at the same time you're seeing something else and you're like damn if I was here like two minutes earlier I could have gotten that issue yeah, exactly that's happened to me so many times yeah all right well everyone make sure to follow everyone and let us know your thoughts on generation x yes please we, we want to hear about them yes all right all right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.